0: hey everyone this is bittupan here welcome to mindful talks where you find people from various fields like health and wellness spirituality and personal development to talk about their knowledge and their experiences my today's guest is puja khanna who is a wellness entrepreneur public speaker author and a life coach she founded a platform called begin to heal connecting people to hundreds of holistic wellness practitioners and healers in new york her company was acquired recently by iin which is the world's largest nutrition school Prior to being a wellness entrepreneur, she was the head of strategy for American Express, with a career spanning 13 years in Fortune 100 companies like Microsoft, Pepsi, and IBM. She has been featured in several panels, podcasts, and radio shows in New York. Also featured in Mind Body Green, Well and Good, American Spam Magazine, and Business Insider. A lover of meditation, art, nature, and travel, she is a believer in transforming your life through inner work, which even I do believe. She holds an MBA from the Darden Business School at the University of Virginia in the US. She has traveled to almost 50 countries and hiked in 13 of them. She also speaks five languages. Recently, she published her first book called The Art of Becoming Whole, which is about how to reclaim our human power by becoming more conscious of our flaws and triggers. It talks about how to release disappointments and victim stories and develop a sense of self-worth by letting go of the need to seek validation from others. She is a supporter of Food for Life Vrindavan school for the past 12 years. This school educates 1500 street kids and gives them free books, uniforms, meals and medicines. All the royalties from this book will go towards supporting the education of these kids. Let's talk to her and find out how to release our thoughts and patterns that don't serve us anymore how to control our emotional triggers, and how to learn and unlearn to transform. I'm excited to talk to her. Let's get started. Hey, Pooja. Thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: I am great. So, first of all, congratulations on your first book. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, since this is your first book, I should definitely ask you, What made you write a book? So interest is one thing, definitely you are interested in health and wellness, but why did you decide to write a book?
1: So, um, so yes, while I've been a wellness entrepreneur, this is the first time in my life I'm writing a book and the book is not directly about health and wellness. As you understand it, it's a lot about personal growth and spiritual Hmm. growth lessons. Yes. So I have personally been taking a lot of spiritual coaching lessons for the past five years. And I've been working Mm. with both a spiritual coach and a therapist. And I decided to bring together all the wisdom and learnings that have brought together from all these coaches from all over the world, uh, you know, into this book. Mm. Uh, So I have gone through a very arduous journey of transformation personally myself. And you know, kind of the art of becoming whole is my attempt. You know, my platform on which I'm bringing together all those learnings out. Um, I I thought this was the best way to impact lives. uh, You know, just in the way my life was impacted by all of these people.
0: Hmm. And
1: you know, so all of us in our lives, we have, um, you know, our subconscious mind is really wired in a very strong way to. Uh, uh, you know, to cause a lot of unnecessary stress and drama into our lives. Right. So this book helps to get inside the root cause of the emotions that we feel, identify Mm -hmm. what is the root cause of these emotions, and then help to, um, um, you know, unravel them and change them for you going forward. Mm -hmm. So that is the main reason for uh, writing this book.
0: Yes, I think your book talks about emotions like anger management, and then... uh, victim mentality and all right. So uh, for viewers, please tell how important is it to control or rather manage these emotions. I think our life is uh, being created by what kind of emotions and thoughts we have. So how important is it to control these emotions.
1: You know, I think it is extremely important to control these emotions because both victim mentality as well as anger are both self-sabotaging emotions. They are sabotaging you in two different ways. Mm-hmm. When you believe you are a victim, you are actually, you begin to feel you're the innocent target of other people's behavior or circumstances around you. You feel everybody else is out there to harm you. Mm-hmm. And in India, helplessness, you know, that feeling, you know, that may bichari or may bichara, feeling is very high in India. People feel right. sorry for the very quickly. Every Mm -hmm. time you feel somebody has not showered their love or attention or their specialness or circumstances are against you, you begin to feel like a victim. And that's a very disempowered way of being. Mm -hmm. And when you are disempowered, you are waiting for circumstances or people around you to change or behave in the way you want them to behave before you can act in a certain way. Mm
0: -hmm. And, you know,
1: instead you should learn to reclaim your power, you know, stop acting like a victim and say, irrespective of the situation or circumstances around me, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to approve of myself. And, you know, you know, I'm going to be happy no matter what, you know, to realize that you are truly the architect of your own happiness. Anger, on the other hand, you know, is always a mask. It's always masked by other emotions which lie underneath it, such as sadness or guilt. Mm. It's typically when you're actually feeling really, really sad or you're actually feeling really guilty about something you've done you respond with anger you rather show that you're angry than show that you're sad or show that you're guilty and um, when you get angry you actually push away the desired outcome of what you want even further mm-hmm. so you know people think that when i get angry people will be fearful of me they'll respect me maybe my emotions will come out but if you actually land up pushing that person away further because people don't want to deal with people who are angry And it also causes a lot of physical damage to yourself. Besides, you know, you shift into a very low frequency. When you're angry, you're essentially complaining, blaming and whining about other people around you. And when you do that, you put yourself in a very low frequency of life. Hmm. And when you unleash your anger on innocent people around you, or even let's say they're not innocent, what you're doing is you're lowering their vibrations too. And that's how you're perpetuating this feeling of unhappiness or, low vibration emotions across in the world. And I don't think that's fair because you're sabotaging your own life as well as those around you. Mm. So I think both victim consciousness and anger are self-sabotaging emotions and it's important for us to kind of overcome them, you know, so you can move from self-sabotage to self-mastery.
0: Mm. So as you mentioned that, you know, you have transformed your own life and that is why you have decided to write this book. So uh, I want to know, what do you, what have you done for your transformation or rather what's your daily routine? Like what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy, physically, mentally and spiritually?
1: So I actually do a lot of things You know, as funny as this sounds, uh, working upon myself is like my favorite thing to do. I absolutely love it. Hmm. <laughs> so I every morning I start with my meditation, which is mandatory. Okay. I okay. also chant as part of my Buddhist practice. I also do my aura cleansing and I write my affirmations down and I say my affirmations out loud uh, and I pray to divine energy or consciousness. I'm not very religious, but I'm extremely spiritual. Mm. I believe the power lies inside each one of us and we just need to light up that power. So I pray to consciousness and I also write in my gratitude journal each and every night before I sleep. And while a lot of people know that expressing your gratitude or writing in a gratitude journal helps, how many people actually do it? It's been three years. I've been writing every single day in my gratitude journal, you know, 10 Mm. things that happened in that day to me. And it makes a world of difference before I go to bed in how positive and happy I feel. Um, Mm. I also uh, meditation retreats once a year, uh, you know, it's Vipassana or other kind of Buddhist meditation retreats or other kind of things. I also take uh, therapy or a spiritual coach session once a month. It's just like a mandatory thing. You know, even if your life is normal and happy, people feel only people who are very broken or destroyed need to do it. No, mm. it just, each and every one of us is hiding emotions and emotions underneath us. And it helps to have someone to speak it out with. Mm. It just helps bring you back to your center each time. Mm.
0: Uh, and,
1: you know, those sessions for me are absolutely amazing. So I work with my spiritual coach, which is in Core Healing India out of Pune. And I work with them as well once a month.
0: Mm-hmm. So you said that once in a month you do that for how long? Is it for one day? I think Vipassana nice is for ten days, right? So how long? No, no, no.
1: I don't do meditation retreats once a month. I do them once a year. Okay, once um, a year. Okay. I do a spiritual coach session. It's like a mm-hmm. session with a therapist. Only instead of a therapist, I believe in working with a spiritual coach mm-hmm. because I'm a big proponent of spiritual wellness. Uh, you know, more than just addressing the mind. So Mm. a spiritual coach, at least the one I ones I work with, uh, address things at a very deep, deep level. In Mm. fact, the book I've written is also a very deep book, but it comes from the depths of the learnings that i have imbibed from these masters. Mm. Uh, So that's like a once a month, one hour uh, a month session that I do with them. Okay. And I also read a lot of books. I read a lot of books on uh, philosophy and spiritual wellness. And,
0: mm. uh,
1: you know, in this category, I read a lot.
0: That, that makes a lot of difference. Even I do read. But more than reading, what I do is I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I also listen to a lot of audio books. I think that also helps because not every time we can give time to read books. But I think when so, we are doing some other work, some right information keeps going into our brain all the time, right? That's what I do. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. At least you're absorbing something from it. Exactly,
0: yes. Because if I'm not forcefully putting anything into my mind, some negative thought or something else will keep coming anyways. So it's better to put something that I myself wanted. And I think meditation has uh, definitely transformed your life because you said that you start your your day with meditation. It has transformed my life as well. So for some for some. Somebody who wants to start meditation, who has not done anything. Can you suggest how to start and what benefits they can see uh, in some time?
1: Yeah, you know, so I think the meditation benefits are really known. I think every single day when you can meditate and it's important to meditate every day, whether you meditate for five minutes, 20 minutes or one hour, different people can do different things. A beginner can even start with five, 10 minutes. Hmm. Even those 10 minutes, it's like as if you're shutting down a laptop. You know, when a laptop gets overheated, you shut it down so it cools off your brain and all your organs, they get overheated. You're constantly running mm. with thoughts in your mind. This is why it's called the monkey mind. Mm. And if you want to shut down those those thoughts, I think meditation helps to kind of just shut the world out. Even if some thoughts come in your mind, when you're actually conscious, awake, and going up at your day, there are literally 200 thoughts per minute that go through your mind. You don't even realize, but in a lot of ways, you're processing many, many different
0: things. Right, right.
1: Meditation. Even if a few thoughts come and go, let them come and go, accept it for what it is. Let them come, observe those thoughts, let it pass. But meditating every day centers you. It connects you with your higher self. I think it reminds you a little bit on a day-to-day basis who you are because your mm-hmm. ego will take you running and chasing all kinds of things for the rest of the day.
0: Okay. So for transformation, because I am also on my transformational journey right now, I'm learning a lot of new things. You are also learning as you mentioned, but At the same time, what I realized that we also have to unlearn a couple of things in our life that we have learned in the past. And uh, I want to know from you what kind of things that you have yourself unlearned that you have learned before, but you are unlearning right now. Can you give some examples?
1: Yeah, you know, every so I have 17 chapters in the book. Hmm. And every chapter applies to me, I have unlearned or lived through each one of those things myself and transformed each and everything that I've written in the book, I were were my own flaws, my own triggers, my own patterns, which I had to unlearn, Hmm. you know, so uh, you know, you, we spoke about victim consciousness, you know, I used to believe I'm at the mercy of other people's behavior. I, I learned to release victim mentality. Hmm. I learned to empower myself completely. I think I would also seek approval from other people by trying to be nice. When you're trying to be nice, you're actually trying to please others. You're trying to make them think positively about you. I learned it's more important to be kind than it is important to be nice. So I learned to let go of the need to be nice. And I decided to focus on the need to be kind Uh, because Mm. kindness comes from a place of love, from a place to want to connect. Niceness comes from a place of fear, from a desire to please. So Mm. I I decided to unlearn that. I also decided, uh, or I also worked on, um, you know, drama was a way for me to connect with people. I thought if there was drama in a certain relationship or a friendship or a connection or uh, you know, with my husband or anybody, then that increases the connection that you feel uh, with that person. You know, what's wrong with it? People close to you you are going to fight. In fact, it brings you closer. Mm-hmm. I learned that that's not the way to connect. I learned that there are happier, easier, more loving ways to connect with people. And I decided to unlearn drama as a form of uh, connection with people. Mm-hmm. And that was very big, you know, healing happens in layers, not all at once. Uh, So you kind of have to kind of chip away at it one layer at a time through each session. Every time I did one session, every time I read a book, every time I became more mindful of my behavior, I chipped away to unlearn all of these patterns that I had learned in my life.
0: Hmm, Nice. So tell me more about your book. I mean, you mentioned that there are 17 chapters and it's all about your life. And what what else can viewers, uh, readers get from your book? What can they expect?
1: So the book is not an autobiography. These are personal growth lessons, which I said are common to everybody. There is very little about me in the book. It's more about lessons which anybody can pick up. Uh, You know, I'd say, I think the book is divided into two different halves. One is about deep healing, Mm -hmm. where you learn how to release your emotions like victim mentality, anger, complaining, release your projections, release your patterns, understanding the root cause of these emotions. Hmm. I've also laid out actual techniques in each and every chapter of how you can do it. So it's not just wisdom being imparted. There are actual tools that have been imparted. Hmm. Uh, I've also given affirmations, hypnotherapies, uh, uh, you know, techniques in each of these chapters. There's also a poem at the end of each chapter to kind of just help you heal So that is the first half of the book. And I think the second half of the book focuses on rising higher, which is to connect with the higher self through happier. You know, how do you learn to release depression? How do you learn to be happy and learn to advocate for your own happiness? How do you Mm. learn to love yourself? What does self-love really mean? We read so much about self-love. What does that really mean? How do you go about that? And how do you connect with consciousness? How do you connect with divine energy to evolve, to expand, to grow, to heal? Uh, You know, the second half of the book kind of focuses on that, Um, you know, so um, so there are, you know, each chapter kind of peels off one layer of the onion, if you may, uh, so that you reach to the core of your being, which is the pure, peaceful souls that we all are that lies at our core, which means we have to remove all the other layers, one by one on the outer side of ourselves. And I think each chapter kind of unravels each one of those layers on the outside. So the book ends with a very pure chapter, which talks about merging with consciousness.
0: Nice, very nice.
1: uh, You know, and hopefully by that time, it can help you to become whole. I think this is the kind of book you should read once a year because you will forget the lessons or in fact, once every few months, I myself read my own book (laughs) uh, every month because it keeps, I forget the lessons that I'm trying to tell others to follow.
0: Mm -hmm. And I have to
1: remind myself of it all the time.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, sometimes reading it again and again reminds you or takes you back into that moment, just like meditation, everything just kind of brings you back to that center.
0: Right, right. For, for viewers, I'll put the link of the book below on the video. You should definitely purchase and read it. And, uh, this is my last question, by the way, uh, many people who are actually looking to looking for transformation, uh, they want to transform, but they get stuck somewhere, or maybe they're not able to start maybe because of various reasons. So what suggestion do you have for those people who are getting stuck and they want to transform themselves spiritually?
1: You know, I'm going to tell them to accept their vulnerabilities, accept and love their humanness, accept and love your flaws and triggers, acceptance, walk this path of acceptance, Hmm. accept I'm flawed. Yes, I am flawed and I accept it because that itself, Denying your flaws, your triggers, denying your failures, denying your mm. feelings, denying your setbacks, keeps you stuck or trapped uh, in a loop forever and ever because you're so busy fighting or defending yourself, even to yourself, let alone to others. So first accept your flaws, accept your triggers, accept your humanness. Each time you try to evolve, realize that you're going to slip back again because you know, ascension or spiritual evolution or even personal growth doesn't happen in a linear fashion. It doesn't happen one step at a time that now I'm going from step one, two, three, four. You're going to reach step five and you're going to slip back down to step two. Mm -hmm. So accept that, you know, Fail, be human, fall down, rise again. You know that's really kind of called the dance of life, as I've written about it in my book. And hmm. all that is part of this movie or this drama that we are playing in this life. You know, try not to take anything too seriously. Try yes. not to take yourself too seriously too. Try not to take your own flaws too seriously too. Hmm. Being light-hearted is very important. Try to say, "So what? Okay, so I failed at this. So what? Next time I will try better." So I slipped the last time, but the next time the same situation comes in or the same person comes back, who triggers me Mm -hmm. this time, I'm going to respond in a better way. Instead of feeling guilty or regretting the past four opportunities in which you failed or you let yourself down, you feel disappointed with yourself. Focus on the next one, because that's the only thing now in your control. The Mm. next time I will respond better. But the minute you're becoming more mindful of your reactions that look, I realized that this past time I did not respond in the most optimal manner. That realization is growth. Mm. Even realizing, oh my God, I should not have said that is growth. But but taking growth to the next level, real growth happens when you get fed up of your own tantrums. When you get fed up of your own self, let alone Mm. of somebody else. When you get truly fed up of yourself, you're going to realize you want to move forward. Hmm. So, you know, either you grapple with the discomfort of self-discovery or you grapple with the discomfort of self-sabotage. It's up to you. Nice. Discovering yourself and your own self can be very discomforting for people and many people don't even want to read self-help books. I don't need to read it. I'm fine. Because it's very uncomfortable. The process of growth is uncomfortable. Hmm. But going through that discomfort or pain in the short run is so important to find stability in the long run. Nice. So don't give up on yourself.
0: (laughs) Like like before you mentioned about accepting. When you go to the doctor, only when you accept that we have some problem, we go to the doctor and we tell them that we have accepted. And only then the doctor can heal, right? Correct. Yeah, the same way we should accept our triggers. uh, And and flaws, yeah, very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. And thank you so much, Pooja. Uh, Thanks so much for joining. It was great talking to you. Okay. And I think definitely the viewers will like your book. I'll mention the link below. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay.
0: Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.